MIDI Innovation Vault, Paradigm Shift Required, Infection Prevention, a case study outlining a blue ocean device development approach addressing urgent infection prevention global market needs. In our release of MIDI's Innovation Vault podcast series, listen to MIDI's principles, Christopher Montalbano, Greg Montalbano, and guest experts discuss and explore past, present, future challenges and opportunities for healthcare device technology innovation as applied to infection prevention control. Listen and discover MIDI's unique perspective for far-reaching solutions to our local and global crisis as applied to technology, engineering, and design thinking methodologies for fighting the invisible enemy. Part 5, Technological Approaches. Today's guests are Chris Montalbano, co-owner of MIDI Medical Product Development, and Christian Davis, the Vice President of Product Development and Technology at SealShield. This is the fifth and final podcast in the Infection Prevention Series, In previous podcasts, our audiences learned about how current methods of HAI control in hospital environments can be applied to environments we encounter in our everyday lives, which would help in the fight against COVID-19. We then explored what areas in both these environments would require protection and how the technologies might manifest themselves in the way of semi-automated or automated devices providing for a passive user ceremony. In this podcast, we'd like to dive into the next level of detail and explore some of the latest in various infection prevention technologies found within devices. Chris, can you guide the listener in this regard? Thank you again, Matt. As we discussed in the previous podcast, it's important that device solutions enhance adoption and compliance, for if those two elements are not put in play, it doesn't matter how effective the technology is, the benefits and infection prevention outcome will be muted. So, in this regard, we made a case for the development of devices that are semi-automated or automated. Implementing approaches like this are MIDI's core business focus under its development DNA methodology. Although realize these devices are only as good as the efficacy of the technology which is supporting them. Now, some of the latest technologies being deployed in infection prevention devices include things like UVC, and there are different formats of that. There's a bulb format an LED format, and the UVC rapidly destroys the pathogens at the DNA level. Other technologies include antimicrobial surfaces and materials. For example, copper coatings have been shown that decrease bioburdens on surfaces. Additionally, smart technology is often used to monitor and track hand washing and hand disinfection and things of this sort. And a very popular technique, of course, is chemical disinfectants, but they typically require a dwell time of at least 10 minutes on the pathogen to achieve an effective kill, making them next to useless in many practical settings. Now, UVC appears to be an interesting medium to explore further. Can you explain more about this technology? Yes. um, You know, UVC has the unique ability to deactivate the microorganism as a result of its 250 to 270 nanometer wavelength, which is absorbed by the nucleic acid, disrupting the DNA. Now, there are both bulb formats for UVC, which are like fluorescent bulb type form factors, if you could imagine that, and also LED formats that can be surface mounted to printed circuit boards, PC boards, within an automated device. So as it turns out, UVC LEDs are one of the most effective formats as a result of small size, providing greater possibilities on packaging. They're lighter in weight. They provide instant on, no warm-up time to achieve full kill strength. They're on right away. They're ready to kill. They're also efficient on power consumption and virtually no maintenance. Uh, There are no bulbs that need to be replaced. 
And you could also digitally control or articulate the uh, UVC LEDs tied to logic. So traditional bulb type formats or fluorescent type format in a UVC output don't allow you this amount of dexterity when it comes to integrating that into a device design. Fascinating. Now, I'd like to introduce our guest expert, Christian Davis. He's the VP of Product Development and Technology at SealShield. He and his team several years back created a very unique and effective device which kills hospital pathogens found on iPads and cell phones used by healthcare staff. This approach is saving lives in hospitals and will be of tremendous help in fighting COVID-19 within our everyday lives. Christian, thanks for being with us today. And, uh, you know, we'd love to hear more uh, about the system. Thanks, Matt. Absolutely. Um, we really developed the electric waves, you know, centered around the idea of being an intelligent device, uh, which, you know, ultimately was aimed at taking the variability and the guesswork of sanitization efforts um, on portable electronic and other handheld devices. We not only control the exact UVC dosages uh, within the electric wave, we do it in a manner to ensure the entire device is treated, not just one of its surfaces. Um, this, is, this is really critical, right? These, these devices are three-dimensional. Uh, we handle them in a three-dimensional manner. So we have to really focus not just on a screen or a back or a side, um, but even uh, three-dimensional buttons that are interacted with. Secondly, and most importantly, we track these sanitization cycles with RFID passive technology so we can provide assurance to the organizations that the technology is getting used. Furthermore, if the technology is not getting used, that very same system takes action and alerts the end users with notifications so that they are aware. Uh, the biggest concern with any sanitization modality is the variability and the compliance. You can have the greatest sanitization modality, but if you can't track it, it really doesn't matter. Uh, organizations need solutions in today's times, not tools. And that's where the electric wave really plays a key part in bringing that full circle so that it's not a tool to where they're hoping that it's getting used, but rather a solution that they know is getting used. That's an amazing device, Christian, you know, and it's something that's very much needed in the hospital environment. Now, can you tell us more about the microbe killing technology driving your system? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we are um, using UVC LEDs, as Chris uh, alluded to earlier in the podcast. Um, we specifically sought after uh, UVC LEDs in our design uh, due to overwhelming amounts of peer review research uh, that pointed to the efficacy of the LEDs over some of the other traditional formats like low pressure or high pressure mercury lamps. We also did this because the wavelengths with these particular LEDs, we can actually generate very, very specific wavelengths that again, through peer review research, have found to be the wavelengths that are absorbed uh, mostly by the nucleic acids. So the difference between LEDs and lamps, lamps have a very broad spectrum output. LEDs have a very focused narrow. So if you know the narrow spectrum in which you need to be to be most efficacious, that is the benefit of the LED over those lamps, uh, as Chris alluded to earlier. Why is it you often read about UVC germicidal wavelengths at 254 nm? I believe if I'm reading that, like, what is, first off, what does nm stand for, for people like myself who are like, eh, what's that? Yeah, absolutely. So nm, when you see it behind a number and they're talking about, a, you know, UV radiation or radiant flux. It stands for nanometer. Um, that is the wavelength. And typically, wavelengths for a UVC generator 
get measured at its peak, right? So it looks a lot like a bell curve, if you can imagine. So when you hear about 254 nanometers, that was because a lot of the older generations of generators that would generate UVC wavelengths, including your high pressure, low pressure mercury lamps, uh, even some of your xenon lamps, those uh, were specifically peaked at 254 nanometers. So a lot of the germicidal wavelength talk uh, was because of that, because that's where they peaked at. Um, however, many peer-reviewed publications have noted that the ideal germicidal wavelength is actually 262 nanometers. So when they looked at that absorption in the nucleic acids across all these sources and looked at efficacy studies and controlled the various wavelengths in those nanometers or those wavelengths, right? They found that actually 262 was ideally the real germicidal peak. So in the future, we hope to see more devices using the proper UVC generator that has proven in research to be most effective. Organizations today uh, using only a, a disinfectant wipe or a spray for disinfecting handheld devices, can you explain the recent research that suggests that this process is lacking in really preventing microbial cross-contamination? Matt, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, oftentimes, uh, users utilizing a disinfectant wipe or spray don't even understand the IFUs, uh, also known as instruction for use, right, associated with such a product. So when you have these, these chemicals um, that are, you know, again, in white formats and spray formats, uh, they have very clear instructions for use that are published with the product and with their EPA registration. Um, those IFUs can vary drastically and, quite frankly, make it impossible to realize proper efficacy due to many reasons, um, human variability, time, and the ability to audit the application. We recently ran a study within a hospital with staff that utilize iPads for patient surveys. These staff are mobile across all departments within the hospital, and they see multiple patients per day. A randomized study was aimed at looking at microbial burden found on the iPads four hours after they were deployed in a shift. Half of the 10 iPads were just wiped with IPA, also known as isopropyl alcohol wipes, and the other half were wiped and sanitized with the electroclate prior to deployment in a given shift. Uh, the iPads that were processed with both IPA and the electroclade showed an 80% reduced microbial burden four hours after deployment. This speaks to the fact that healthcare organizations can't rely on one measure. And the rule of thumb is that cleaning isn't disinfection, and disinfection certainly isn't cleaning. You must be focused on both, uh, especially with non-critical items like handheld devices that are mobile throughout the entire organization. Speaking with Chris Montalbano, he's the uh, owner of MIDI Medical Product Development and Christian Davis, the VP of Product Development and Technology at SealShield. I wanted to thank you both today for your time and your insight into our collective life-changing global health challenges and how we can improve outcomes with innovative devices utilizing cutting-edge infection prevention technologies. Thank you again for the opportunity, Matt. It's important to see and understand where innovation for infection prevention is today but more importantly, where we need it to be for our future, meaning integrated into our everyday lives. MIDI is actively developing devices for our clients in this regard and proud to be part of the solution. We could always be reached via our website, midipd.com. Now, in regards to Christian's electroclave technology, we see a need now for Seal Shield's technology beyond the hospital, transitioning into sanitizing iPads within school systems, office environments, restaurants, and beyond. 
Matt, I appreciate the invite to today's discussion as well. Uh, we at SealShield are passionate about developing and driving adoption of infection control solutions that are aimed at making a real measurable difference. We think continued education is paramount, and we hope that the audience today found some of our input valuable and insightful. 